attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 For the first time listeners and the long time listeners are the in between whatever you are. This is our new movie segment. Brand new movie segment. We used to do the movie segment in the podcast or the TV show segment, but we changed it. Like we now it's outside of the podcast. So I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the other things that we changed in this movie segment as well. So we used to rate the movie segment, what, like two thumbs up, two thumbs down, if it's good, bad, trash. I don't know if we really had like a real criteria to this movie segment, but we do now because we added Tish, right? So we added Tish. So we wanted to organize and be a little bit more structured and structured than we ever been before. Again, though, you might just be tuning into us, never heard of us before. So we are active duty military members, except T, she actually just retired. You still on leave, right? Yep. Still active duty right, so, until September. <laughs> right, so teach active duty till September. So we are active duty military members and we are reviewing only military movies, right? Not Transformers, not Rand, not no action movies, not active like military movies, right? So since we reviewing military movies, we decided to give our movies a performance evaluation system, right? So with the performance evaluation system, it's four categories, uh, really three and then an overall. So the first one is acting, right? So our rating for that is anywhere between 1.0 and 5.0, respectfully, like, like an evaluation, right? A Navy performance evaluation. The story, anywhere between 1.0 and 5.0, and I'm really interested to hear what Tish has to say about the story. And then uh, authenticity to military lifestyle, right? That's the fourth criteria. Remember, this is the only time we're going to explain that. So the next time y'all come in, we just going to start talking about this and y'all going to already know because y'all heard this or whatever. So the authenticity, the military lifestyle means like, hey, is that something we would do? Is that something we wouldn't do? Right. And then the overall rating. So our overall rating is it's also based on a promote. It's also based on a performance evaluation is based on a promotion recommendation system. So it's SP, P, M, P, E, P. So SP is sorry production. Like this movie was sorry. It was a sorry production. Uh, P is production. Right, it's just a production. Right, it was a production, so it gets a P. M is major production. Like it was, it was cool. It was dope. It was decent. I'm really good. Might watch it again. And then E is for exceptional product. Well, EP is for exceptional production. Right, so the EP means that this movie was a like a one of one, a classic, definitely worth a hundred more watches, and all things of that nature. Right, so the movie that we review for our first standalone movie review is The Hurt Locker, which was released in 2009, directed by Catherine Bigelow and written by Mark Bowl, starring Jeremy Renner as Staff Sergeant William James. He was nominated for an Oscar for that role. Anthony Mackie, Sergeant J.T. Sanborn, and Brian Garrity, a specialist Owen Eldridge. And then it has some other uh, actors playing minor roles. Guy Pierce. Ray Fines, Evangeline Lilly, and David Morse. And one of the one of the cool things before Damon start talking about the movie, I'm gonna come back and talk a little bit about it too. But one of the cool things about this movie was uh, I was reading a review from back in the day, and somebody was praising the fact that Guy Pierce, Ray Fines, and David Morse had cameos, and the bulk of the acting was done by some uh, relatively unknown actors at the time. I find that cool and funny because. The main stars have grown to become mm, stars. So mm. this was a this was a star making movie, and I 
I would even argue that Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie passed up Guy Pearce, Ray Fiennes, and David, especially David Morse, uh, when it comes to popularity. So what'd you think about the movie, Damon? Yeah, hey, man. Like, I was going to say that same thing, man. Like, these guys was young in his movie, yeah. man. They was young. Um, but, hey, they did a great job, though, man. So for the movie, um, the whole review, man, it was a little bit different than some of the movies we watched before, man. We was kind of, I'm kind of watching this and my first thought was adrenaline junkie. You know what I mean? I'm like, it was yeah. all about adrenaline. He was getting a fix. I mean, and I'm, when I say he getting a fix, I'm talking about Jeremy uh, Renner in his movie. Um, the, the part he played uh, was, which they was a, a EOD uh, disposal unit, right? So um, what he was doing was they was going out, you know, and they was going out, finding explosives and trying to, you know, um, what word I'm looking for here. They was trying to um, get rid of them uh, or what, or what or whatever the case may be. Um, but he was doing it kind of in a in a in a spot where he really didn't care about his life or his team life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of how. I looked at it, man. He was going out there and at one point he went out there, he found explosive and he came back and he was like, Hey, it's so much explosive that if it go off, it's going to kill us anyway. So he took off his bum, (laughs) his bum outfit, you know, um, and went in without it because he said, if it goes off, it's going to kill us anyway. So it's no, it don't, it's no need. So, um, but as the movie goes on and on, you can tell that he was a, uh, a drilling and junkie. He was getting, he was like, didn't care about anything when it comes to like their, his team life. And that's where um, Anthony Mackie character come in to play. Because yeah. Anthony Mackie character kind of, he was the opposite of this. He wanted to go back home. He wanted to live a normal life. Um, yeah. And they was going, they was going head to head on a lot of that, on a lot of things, on a lot of decisions that uh, Jeremy Rayner was, was making. And guess what? Guess who was in charge? <laughs> Jeremy Rayner. Yeah, so he right, was like, yeah. at some point in the movie, uh, he was like, you going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm yeah, telling you. You're not like, going to like, say no to me. Yeah. You know, you're like, not you saying, don't tell me what to do. You're not you. saying no to me. So at the end of the day, guess what? He followed orders though and did what did what he had to do. Um, bro, he was loyal, bro. Yeah, they had a, a. It was a. It was a couple. I have to point out a couple. Uh, one, I guess one in particular, like a little cheesy, cheesy part though, where um, I don't know if they was Navy SEALs or what they was. When they was out there and they had got a couple guys. They had caught a couple guys on the cards, right? Like, uh, I think it was like the Jack or, Jack or something like that. And they had them captured. And uh, they jumped out their vehicle, you know, you know what I'm saying, ready to like put them down. But this guy talking American the whole time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I understand he put him down on his knees and he didn't realize it until he took his, his thing off his head. You hear this dude talking the whole time. You know he's American, right? <laughs> but the whole time they had the guns pointed, you know, put him down on the ground and all this type of stuff. And I was like, I thought that was kind of cheesy because you hear him talking. He wasn't trying to talk in no different language or nothing. So I thought that was kind of a little bit cheesy. And then the part where I don't know, I thought this was kind of a little bit out of the the way of an EOD, but maybe not because I'm not, you know, that familiar with it. But I don't know if EOD team goes to sniper school. 
<laughs> you know no. what I mean? Because old boy jumped on that gun and and put some people down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and yeah. this from a long range. This ain't from the well, He was no a low. ranger, right? Uh-huh. You talk about Anthony Mackey or you talk about Anthony, Anthony Mackey, Mackey or Okay. Yeah, Anthony well, Mackey. Well, I think he was trained in that. I think he was cuz he was the one that would snipe. He was the one that would snipe while uh, Jeremy Renner would be disabling okay, the bomb okay, or whatever. Okay. Anthony Mackey so that, would that's have That's what I wanted to figure out. Like I got you. Yeah. Okay. Made sense. Anthony, I mean, Jeremy Renner was a ranger before he became, yes. uh, you know. Yeah. But I, I did uh, Google, you know, some facts. And I did see some people oh, whoa, saying... Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, Tish. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't oh, think whoa. Damon was done. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, Tish, whoa, Tish, whoa, Tish. Yeah, Damon you was know, done. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I know, you know, and first off, you know, Tish jumped in real quick. So if you guys didn't already know, <laughs> listeners, uh, Tish, you know... Did not watch the show. <laughs> you know, I just want to point that out. Did you guys see how fast she wanted to jump in, though? Yeah, I just want to make sure. Google something. <laughs> she don't want us to, to say. That. You know why? You know what I? You know why, Damon? She don't want us to say whatever. Like we might already have it. That's all she got. That's you know all what I mean? So she want to get it all. Like, <laughs> no, oh, it, it was related to what he was saying. That's what yeah, I was like. You, you, hey, Tish, you'll get your chance to talk about your Google stuff, okay? But I do got one more point that was that was so crazy in the movie. Um, was was so crazy in the movie um, is that when we talk about Anthony Mackie's role and how he wanted to go back home and he wanted to live a normal life, and he knew his life was at danger every time he went out with Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah. So yeah. every time he went out, so at one point. He thought about killing Jeremy Renner in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was crazy. He, I mean, he had a serious conversation with his partner. Now, there's other partner. I think you said his name in the beginning. Yeah, Eldridge or whatever. And so his other partner, they sit there and had a serious conversation. And, oh boy, and his partner was like, are you serious thinking about this? <laughs> you know, yeah. are you seriously thinking about it? And he was. like, And then it kind of went to another another segment. They didn't clear that up at all. That did not even get cleared up. He really thought yeah. about, you know, um, I'm killing him out there to make sure that he get home. Because they had a countdown on their days, on how many days they had left and all that stuff. It was kind of like counted down. Um, yeah. And one more part about the, 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 the partner. He ended up getting... Um, End up getting shot by Renner, right? Because mm-hmm. they had he ended up getting shot by him. And man, the the episode, the, the part of the episode where he was in the he was in the um the helo, and it felt like he finally got a chance to 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 go in on on Jeremy Renner, right? Yeah, the whole yeah. movie, he kind of he was kind of like the third guy. He was the he was a specialist. He wasn't as as high rank as the other guys, so he always just did what they say. But there was at a point in time where he really went in on him and talked to him about you're going to get all of us killed and, and you know, that type of stuff of him being an adrenaline junkie just to get his fix and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, we'll, we'll go through the grading in a few minutes, man. What you got, Dumbo? Or I'm, I'm Tish, what you got? For Tish? T- I'm going to let Tish get off. She, trying, she got some stuff. Go ahead and get, yeah, no, get, get it off, Tish. No, it, it, I read, I was like looking on... um. It's one of like, it's like a Reddit type of uh, website where people are like mm-hmm. kind of giving their account. And they did say that it was unrealistic because EODs are not snipers and they're not trained to be snipers. And there was a couple people that said that. So that was 
That's what I was going to, you, you know, that. I was going <laughs> to, that was just related to what, what David was saying. <laughs> so, we got it. We, we I don't know what, you know, <laughs> the people are saying, the people said, not me, but the people said that it's unrealistic. Pipe, pipe. That's what the people okay. said. All right, so. I want to get into a couple facts about this movie real quick before I get into like some of the other stuff, some more facts. I one of the facts, I didn't seen this movie like nine times in my life already. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Dated from when it first came out. I probably saw it three times the year that it came out, and then more times in my life after that. It was a time in my life where I watched movies a whole lot of times. And this was the ninth time, this time right here, because we just watched it. But so this 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 movie, it won an Oscar for a uh, film editing. Sound editing and sound mixing, which if if I listen to this movie, I still feel like that stuff are standout things. It sounds great. It's edited great. It's mixed really great. It also won an uh, Oscar for uh, writing, right? Original screenplay, right? So it also won an Oscar for that. It also won the two biggest awards of the night, which are the best picture and best director, right? So it won for best movie and best movie director. Um, so this this movie was nominated for nine Oscars and won six of them, right? And that was a hell of a year for movies. That was the year that Avatar came out. The Blind Side came out that year. Precious and Glorious Bastards, Up and Up in the Air, like just to name a few of them, right? Another cool, fun fact about this, and it was a big deal the year that it came out. And I was heavy watching the Oscars and stuff like that because I am a big movie buff. But um, Catherine Bigelow, who directed this movie and co-wrote it, she was the ex-wife of James Cameron. So James Cameron directed Avatar. Mm-hmm. So um, her locker cost $15 million to make. Avatar cost $425 million to make. So big budget movie, ex-husband, favored it. We all know Avatar is one of the biggest, highest grossing movies of all time. And he lost the Best Picture Award to his ex-wife mm-hmm. who made a $15 million movie. Wow. Big time research. <laughs> big time. No, nah, hey, no go. research. No research. Okay. No, I don't even... That's offensive. Hey, for the <laughs> listeners, that's offensive. I know all this shit. I, 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 none of that has been researched for me. I knew that in 09. Like I said, oh, I'm okay. a big... I got you. Yeah, I'm a big movie person. So I knew all that in 09. No research at all for none of that shit, y'all. I just, I just want to make sure y'all know that. In, o, in 09, I was watching Catherine Bigelow go against mm-hmm. her ex-husband and win an award. So that was a big night for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know, Catherine Bigelow also directed like Zero Dark Thirty and a whole bunch of other movies as well. But this was considered an independent film, again, going up against a big budget film back in 09. So mm-hmm. I think these were the 2010 Academy Awards and stuff like that. Which, you know, movies like Up, see, Damon got me wanting to go on my bag. Now, yeah. movies like Up, which was a cartoon, they wouldn't even be considered in that race if it wasn't for the year that The Dark Knight came out when they opened up the Academy Awards to like 10 movies or whatever like that. So, boom, that's that. So, Catherine Bigelow, she, she beat out her ex-husband. So, it's a couple of things I want to talk about in this movie. Real quick, Guy Pierce, he was the team lead for um, the... the uh, the squad, I'm going to just say the Army Bomb Disposal Unit, right? Guy Pierce was the team lead in the very beginning. So the movie opens with like him dying, right? When the movie opens with him dying, it goes to Jeremy Renner taking over for Guy Pierce. Um, and he's just a completely different kind of person. He like unpredictable, unhinged. I did see a movie review in which they call him a maverick or whatever. So it's a, he's like just this maverick leader. You don't know anything that's like he going to do. And I got a question for Damon about that. 
at when we finish at the very end before we get into the points. Um, so the movie starts like Damon said. It's like 34 days left in Bravo Company, right? And that that like flashes across the screen, and that and that's like a f- significant, right? It's 34 days, but it's like, damn, how much shit is this team going to get into? And they last 34 days. There's no like coast down period or nothing. Eldridge, who, like Damon said, is junior and a specialist, he's watching, he just watched his leader, pretty much his team lead, die. He got blown up, you know, and then he got another team lead that's not at all careful at all and Jeremy Renner, right? Um. So one of the one of the things I saw happen, and I just I just you know probably wouldn't do is I ain't brushing my teeth with uh, with my shirt on, man. Like, like I don't brush my teeth with no t shirt on, man. You know, <laughs> probably because I'm a slap. I don't know. It's just like yo, toothpaste gonna fall over my shirt and all that. Another thing stood out for me was you know the DVD kid, right? So they had to do mm-hmm. the young boy selling the DVDs, and then they made this dude teach, man. They made this dude a body bomb, right? So what they pretty much did was kill this young kid, twelve year old kid killed him and put a bomb inside his body. So at some point in this movie, Jeremy Renner had to go inside his body and get this bomb out, wow. right? But some of the stuff Jeremy Renner was doing, he was just doing it. Like they, like I said, it was like Maverick. Like it's like, hey, they like, hey, it's, we could just leave now and we could stop. But he was still doing this stuff. And I respect that. Like Damon said, Sanborn, he was loyal to the end. Like he stuck by his team lead no matter what. Um, and another big part about this movie before I get into it, because uh, I don't want to give up the whole movie, the ending was powerful, though. Mm. He was talking to his son, yo, and uh, this was Jeremy Renner. You know, after everything they saw, how crazy it was. Now, remember, throughout this whole movie, they going through the different, um, like, it's like 34 days left in Bravo Company. Then another scene, it's like 28 days left in Bravo Company. Then another scene is like two weeks left in Bravo Company, right? So uh, Jeremy Renner gets home. He's talking to his son about life and love and how the toy that he have really not going to mean enough. Because he pretty much got, he pretty much, all he want to do is go back to the army. He want to go back to the army, right? Mm-hmm. So they were in Baghdad. He want to get back out there. You know, he in the kitchen cooking dinner with his wife. To, his wife is uh, played by Evangeline Lilly. He telling his wife, you know, hey, they need us out there. There's people out there. This happened, that happened. They need people. His wife looking like, yo, come on, cut the bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, so, so he had this whole conversation with his son about like love, you know, and he like, it's probably only two things in this world I love. Then he was like, no, nah, matter of fact, it's probably only one. You know, now this is the end of the movie after they've been through all this shit. So the very next scene, he's back getting assigned to another company, going back out again to do the job, to disable bombs and put himself in the face of terror and um, harm and everything. And then it says 365 days left mm-hmm. in Delta Company. That's kind of like mm-hmm. how the movie... That's kind of like how the movie ends. One of the questions I got for you, well, the one question I got for you, Damon, was uh, William James. That's the character that, uh, the Sergeant First Class that Jeremy Renner plays. Yep. Do you agree with his decision making? Hell no. He wasn't, he, it, and I know, and I don't know anything about EOD or anything like that, but I know they have to have a lot of safeties in place. <laughs> you know what I mean? This dude yeah. ain't give a fuck about no safeties or anything, man. He's, he, I mean, if somebody said he was a maverick, I'm, I'm, that's pretty much a, a <laughs> right on, right? He just, yeah. he did stuff. And to answer your question, no, I mean, he, he most definitely was out there, man. Um, and, but I also think in a real world scenario, it'll never get that far. I'm hoping somebody will stand up and say something and won't go out with a motherfucker like that, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm not going to put my life on the line for that. You know what I mean? And even in certain spots, you can tell he had a 
he had a soft spot for wanting to keep his team alive, but his actions wasn't showing that. Like you heard in one spot, he was talking to the specialist. He was telling me, hey, I'm going to bring you back and I'm going to keep you alive and all this type of stuff. So he had a he had a passion yeah. like for his team, but it just wasn't showing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? By his he, was, he was like, he was just a performer, bro. Like he yeah. was a high, yeah. a high value performer. Like, but it was like kind of like about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even like, like you said, like even when he like, when he was trying to avenge the death of the 12 year old kid and he just went on his own, like yeah. just put the gun to the dude and went on his own to like uncharted territory or whatever. Yeah. Like it was just crazy, man. But, but I, I, I want to get, what's up? Oh, I had one more thing, man. Are you still going? You still going? You can go ahead. No, nah, what's up? I had one more thing I forgot about, man. It also in the movie, it played a big, a mental health played a big role too with the specialists. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he PTSD was going, huh? I was just saying, yeah, he had like PTSD or something. Yeah, he, he had something going on. Died. But <laughs> the crazy part about how they was trying to do the mental health part, he was talking to this doctor the whole time. And then I remember him telling the doctor that, hey, you know what I mean? You up in here, you're not out there. Right? Yep. And then a the doctor ended up coming out on a mission and got blown yep. up. Yep. So that was a right. big... That the was... <laughs> That was crazy. Yep. It made the show. That was crazy. Same, okay. same time he went out and you thinking like, oh man, he handling them civilians a little too rough because he don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Boom, they leave big ass bag of bombs right at his legs. Boom, yep. dead. And then even he was like looking for him. Like, where's Cambridge? I think the doctor name yeah. is Cambridge, yo. Yeah. He's like, where's Cambridge? Cambridge, where's yeah. Cambridge? It's like, yo, Cambridge. I thought he was done. done. I thought they were about to take him off the show. I thought it was right. I didn't know he was going to make it to, <laughs> I thought it was going to be it for him. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was going to yeah, be yeah, done yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. But- he yeah, still stayed in fight, stuff. man. Yeah, <laughs> he he he, he wasn't ready for it. even when they was uh like when they was in the hot sun in the desert and like they were shooting at the house and they needed him to clean the blood off the bullets or whatever. You hey, Tish, you need to watch this movie. It's it's a good movie. But they yeah. needed him to clean the blood off the bullets. He was scared. He was yeah, scared man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know because they, they the helped other him team, out, man. That yeah, was like the only race soft part. That was only soft part of Jeremy Renner the whole movie right there. I think that was the only <laughs> the only part that kind of soft for him right there. Yeah, that, that it let me know he had some care in him. And I got some issues with that. And I'm gonna talk about that in a second. But yeah. like Ray Fines and them, they had lost like three guys in that moment or whatever, like that. So it was a very tense moment. Um, but I like so I I'll, I'll go ahead into like my scores. Uh, acting, I got it at a 4.0, right? I don't have it at a perfect score. Anthony Mackie was funny as hell in, in, in his movie, man. Like, you know, he'd be like, hey, you sure you want to just, you know, like, it's just the way, he, if you watch, somebody need to watch this movie for Anthony Mackie, but watch it for the humor aspect of what Anthony Mackie doing in this whole movie. Because he pretty much noticed dude full of shit, you know what I mean? But he still got to like ask him every time, like, hey, like, are you sure you want to do this, man? You know, he pretty much noticed dude full of shit. But in my opinion, he carried the movie on an acting front. Because I had issues with Jeremy Jeremy Renner now, he was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. He did well, but I thought his character was like so unhinged to me. And it's not Jeremy Renner's fault, but I didn't understand the character's purpose. Like mm. it, it, some, of, some of the character contradicted itself. You know, it's like, yo, is he just this maverick dude that don't care about nothing and whatever? And I guess by the end of the movie, it did kind of tell you that all he really did care about was performance. Or whatever, yeah. but to me it was it was all over the place. Um, but like I said, I wasn't sure if it was intention or not, and I wasn't a fan of Garetti's portrayal of Eldridge. I didn't think that you know the dude who we talk about with PTSD and all of that stuff. I just didn't think his acting was that great. Like I didn't think yeah. he was a good actor yeah. alongside 
a young Anthony Mackie and a young Jeremy Renner in the Catherine Bigelow movie. I didn't think he was that good for the role that he was playing. Somebody else could have played that role, the damaged uh, soldier role, a whole lot better than him. And we yeah. see where he is now. Like, he ain't really, like, his, <laughs> I don't want to go hard <laughs> on his career. But, you know, the, the rest of them blossomed from that movie. And yeah. he had the emotional kind of role in that movie. And he ain't really blossomed as much as they did. Well, what about you? What would you think about the acting? So, A, so I did the same thing uh, pretty much. And I, gra- I graded all three of them. And I gave, I mean, I'm probably right in line with you, man. I actually gave them four O's. Uh, Mackie and Rainer and I gave old boy three eight man, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the same way, but for the acting part, man, it was a part of the movie that was so freaking funny to me, man. That I don't know if you remember this dumb. Well, I'm sure you remember it. But they got into a fight. We really didn't get into a fight. They were just punching each other in the stomach and in the chest yeah. and shit and whatever, right? And um, <laughs> at the end, I guess you know he hit old Mackie too hard. Mackie had too many drinks or whatever, so he ended up taking him back to his room. Right, yeah. so he took Mackie back to his room, and then as 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 he Mackie laying on the bed and Rena getting ready to walk out, uh, Mackie asked him a question. He said, "Hey, you think one day I'll be able to get in the suit?" And Rena looked yeah. back at him and said, "No, it won't." <laughs> he said, "No, <laughs> walked out, man. It was cold, man. <laughs> it was cold, man. But yeah, um, I'm the same way, man, with the acting portion of it. Now, the movie itself." Um, story, the story, right? The story, you're moving on to story. Okay. The story um, itself, um, I think it was. I thought it was different from all the other stories because they highlighted um, Jeremy Rayner, um character. Right, his character was like the main character. It was kind of highlighting him being a drilling junkie, and that's all he cared about. And I felt I couldn't on that alone. Um, I gave him a three eight. Right. I gave him a three A on that. It's a good movie, and I can actually watch the movie again. But at the same time, I think I'm watching it for the him not giving a fuck kind of character instead of it being like, okay, we getting to a point now. When is it going to like turn a little bit until him being a different guy or whatever? But the whole thing, he was that same character, same person, even like you said with his family. And then we go back. It was like, what we getting out of this movie type deal? So that story to me. I end up giving it a three eight. Yeah, and this is where y'all gonna see this is where like as an audience people y'all gonna see me and Damon defer when it come to the movies because this is again like before we even started getting into it too much. This is like a heavily like favorite. It's an Oscar winner, like six Oscars, uh, story, director, movie, the script, everything. Right. So the my understanding of movies or my perception of movies might always lean more to that style of movie making or whatever like that, just naturally, right? That has nothing to do with the end result. So I, I say that to say this. I gave the story a 4.5, right? Mm. Um, and I got I got it at near perfect. Uh, I got it at... And it's crazy because some of the stuff Damon said, y- y'all going to hear that I agree with it. So I got it at definitely engaging, right? But I, I, I say this. The movie played like an anthology in a way. It felt like a collection of moments Right. It didn't it didn't have a beginning, a climax and an ending. It just was like this happens and then tomorrow this happens and then tomorrow this happens and tomorrow this happens. A lot of critics like not a lot of critics because this movie was uh, critically acclaimed, but a few critics, they had issues with that part of the movie. 
as well because it's like non-linear. It's a non-linear movie. It's just things just happen and how bad could shit be kind of thing, right? But me personally, right, and part of why I gave it a 4.5 is I like movies like this. It, it, it's like God, like Goodfellas to me, right? It reminds me of like a, a Martin Scorsese movie, a, like Goodfellas or something like that, where it's just things happening and it's not necessarily telling a story. It's just giving you some moments, right? And that's a lot like how life could be. You know, a lot of, a lot of your life, it's not like a beginning, a middle, and an end to different chapters of your life. It's just shit happened mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's what, that's what gave me a 4.5. Uh, for this story. And then my authenticity to military, outside of what, I guess what we just talked about with the sniper stuff, I didn't see many red flags. Um, I didn't really rate that because I'm, I, I didn't, I never worked in EOD. <laughs> I was never in a combat zone in the army. <laughs> I would feel real weird because I don't know, I don't, I don't know a lot of that. You know what I mean? But my man took a shower fully dressed, like with all his gear <laughs> yeah. on and everything. Like I knew Came shit. Out fresh I knew too. then. Yeah, I knew this shit was tough wherever they was at. I was like, yo, this, they having a hard time over there. All blood came out in the shower. It's crazy. But for authenticity in the military, like I said, I didn't see any uh, too many red flags outside of what we just talked about. And I didn't even think about what, that while I was watching the movie. What about you, Damon, for authenticity? Yeah, I, I didn't see a whole lot of red flags. It's one thing, though. The one thing, I don't think um, his character would have made it as long in, in the military, though. That's the only red flag I got. I think somebody better pulled him to the side. Talk about somebody would have been the, yeah, Jerry Renner um character. I think that would have uh-huh. been he would have been pulled, you know, a long time ago if he had that type of mentality uh when it comes yeah. to what his job. I think he would have got a pull. But other than that, I I mean I could see a lot of that stuff happening over there. Anthony Mackie stole on him though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Real quick, he, <laughs> he just took it. it. He just took it because he knows oh, he was yeah, wrong, no, that's bro. That's the type of dude. Yeah, that's the kind of dude he is. Like, yeah, just still on me. And it's crazy because the environment, like the environment setting, right? And that's why I said the sound editing and all of that. When they wanted you to feel like you was inside the suit with him, you felt like you was inside the suit with him. When they wanted you to feel that it was tense and you heard the the music and you heard uh, nothing but the sand and. It, you know, it was tense. Are you hear like the beating and stuff like that? So she really made a lot of, especially in 09, like when I first watched this movie, it, it was super tense, you know, super dark. It was very like, it's not that many moments of like comedy or nothing like that. When they tried to kill yeah. him, that was kind of funny. So my overall, me, my overall for this movie is a, is an EP, right? So I, I get this movie an EP. Uh, it's an exceptional production. Like I said, I've, I've seen it already. This might've been a ninth time I watched it. And I'll definitely watch it again in a few more years or something. Um, the, my only drawback to this movie is it's not as... I didn't remember it. Like I, I, like, I was like, should I watch it or should I not watch it? I honestly just watched this movie like six months ago or something like that. Like the first half. But since this feels more like an anthology, it's a lot of things I didn't remember. But I think after watching it this time, I think I'm going to remember a lot, a lot of this movie. So I, I'll give it an EP. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a, a MP, man. Right, good movie. I can watch it again, um, and I will tell anybody out there to watch it, man. And uh, Dumbo brought up a good point earlier about like you felt like you was there, uh, especially in the suit, man. They had a they had a part where I felt like I was there, man. I was actually cooking as I'm watching this movie, and it was a part in the movie where um, he was trying to save this guy, but he could, he had time. He had a timer and he had to walk away crazy, and he couldn't bro. save him. 
and they had to leave the scene. I felt yeah, like I was right there. I was, I'm talking about, I'm about to burn the food up. You know, <laughs> I didn't pause yeah, right there because yeah, I felt crazy. like I was into that into that scene right there, man. So uh, good movie, man. You're right. It, it most definitely draw you in, man. No doubt. Did you, yeah, did man, you know it won that many Oscars? Did you know it I won that I many didn't, awards? I didn't. I didn't, know right? So, and that's something else that I'm going to learn from doing this stuff, man, is to, to go in and get more information because me, I was basically watching the movie and, and, you know, using our little criteria we had and I'm going to go in, I'm just going to watch this. And I, I like doing it like that because I know your vision of movies is way different than mine, you know, and yeah. when I see them. So I kind of like doing it like that, but I think now I'm going to start doing a little bit more research on it and stuff like that. Was that your first time watching Hurt Locker? Yes. Damn. Never watched okay. it before. So, Never watched it before. Yeah. Imagine watching it at 09. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. That's that's yeah. where things that's where things kind of because I'm not judging it from watching it. I'm judging it from watching it now, but I'm also yeah. judging it from knowing that it came out before Zero Dark Thirty, before mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other movies that's kind of like it. Like it was, you know, a, like it was a new thing in that time for that kind of war movie. You know, because a lot of times it's like war, like going back and forth war. This is like just one specific unit that's a specialty unit in, you know, this kind of version of combat and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. definitely, man, definitely good movie. Hey, if you're listening, this was our first movie thing. I don't even know what to call it, but it was our first movie thing. And we thank you for checking it out. Thank you for hanging out with us. Permission to speak freely. Tish gave her two cents from Reddit. <laughs> Damon know. had his stuff. And um, hopefully Tish gets back. Like, see, we looking for Tish to come back on our next uh, movie review and tell us how she liked Hurt Locker before we even <laughs> strong. start. She gonna come back strong. I still owe it. I yeah, still especially owe it. did you like Precious? You like Precious, right? I look. I watched Precious. You saw Precious. Yeah. Hurt Locker beat Precious out for best uh, picture of the year that year that it came out. So. Okay. You okay. know what, Dumbo? Why you you bring that up, man? Like, why have I my first time watching it? Right. You know, back in that time, man, I only watched movies with big characters, big names, big stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, there was some unknown actors at the time. That's probably why I ain't watching no bullshit. That's probably why. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what made me watch it. Anthony Mackie was in it, right? Yeah. So he played in this movie. He played in this movie called She Hate Me by like Spike Lee a mm. long time ago where he had kids by all of these. He had kids by a bunch of uh, uh, lesbians. Uh, yeah. He was like the father of their, of their child or whatever. Um, so that made me watch it. And then um, the Catherine Bigelow stuff, like the whole her going against her uh, ex-husband thing mm. and uh, a war and all that. So that kind of made me, that's why when you was like, you did research, I'm like, nah, like, I was into it. So, <laughs> so that kind of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That so yeah. so that kind of made me that kind of and then it was like, like I said, 15 million versus 400. And Avatar was a that that was a record-breaking budget, 425 yeah. million. I remember so that. Yeah. That it that against that, you know what I'm saying? And that even that day that it came out, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people thought if Bigelow won director, uh Avatar would win picture. Or if Cameron won director. Hurt Locker would win picture. I don't think nobody thought that Hurt Locker was going to win both of those awards. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then Up was a big ass movie that year. Up yeah. was nominated yeah. for for best picture too. And Up is a really good cartoon, one of the yeah, best yeah, cartoons yeah. that I've yeah. seen, you know, ever. So that and it was in the running too. Along with Precious was majorly hyped. You know, that's yeah. the year Monique won uh, Oscar. Yeah. The Blonde Side was majorly hyped. 
Yeah. You know, that was same year. So this was a big, like I said, this was a big ass year. Another movie of mine. We're going to finish again. Y'all got me talking about movies. Y'all know how I could be. <laughs> Up in the Air with George Clooney came out that year. Mm. Jason, uh, directed by Jason Raitman or whatever like that. That was a great movie. Really good movie. Um, but yeah, big year. Uh, Hurt Locker, Catherine Bigelow, uh, the one movie to rule them all that year. And uh, like, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but our next month, but we will be here. Same time, same channel. Permission to speak freely. Yeah, yo, big shots out USS Gary, man. My first ship. Holla at your boy, Flying Squad. <laughs> Let's go. Peace. <laughs>